Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Annie. I'm Shannon, and welcome to These Four Walls. We haven't done that in a while. No, we haven't done a normal introduction. Shan, how are you? I'm all right. I mean, it's been a bit of a funny week, right? Yeah, it's been a bit of a weird week. I... I've been making you cups of tea. Yeah, there's been a lot of tea, a lot of think pieces going around the office. But here on these four walls, we're going to keep it fun, right? Yeah, we're going to we're going to be positive. We're going to bring good vibes to yeah. this episode. We've I got a lot on this episode as well. Yeah, it's a bit of a jam packed episode. Okay, so what have we got? I mean, it's freezing, so you're doing something fashion related to that, right? Well, yeah, I feel like a big topic of the week actually is the fact that it the temperature has dropped by a lot and everybody's feeling quite cold okay but i've just got a new coat and i've realized <laughs> what the rest of the world feels like when they go outside you can you can be warm and go outside so you've never had like a normal coat that's practical i think since my mum used to buy my coats when i was like eight i've not had a proper warm coat and now fine i've got this well i'm quite jealous actually because that means you've kind of found your winter coat yeah done you find your like match with your co. I haven't yet, which is why I have got Joe, who is one of the stylists who's been on these falls quite a lot, to come in and talk to us about like what are the coat shapes for the season, what we should be buying. And Naomi, who is our senior fashion and beauty writer, is also going to be talking to us a bit about beauty and what you should be doing with your beauty regime in the cold weather. Can I request some chapped lips advice? Okay, yeah, I think it's going to be, I can ask for that, but I think it's going to be quite good. Okay. So we're going to address the cold. What else have we got coming up? Well, we're really confused about the supermoon. Yeah, yeah, I've been hearing people talk about this. What is a supermoon? I don't know. I think I'm excited. I think it's a good thing. Well, firstly, it's super, so it's got to be cool. sounds great. So we're going to find out a bit about that. Yeah, we're going to work out exactly what the supermoon is. And talking of the moon, that kind of leads me into talking about magic. and. I see where you're going with this. I am really excited because your special guest this week was somebody who's in the Harry Potter play. Yes, I spoke to Anthony Boyle, who plays Draco Malfoy in the new Harry Potter play. I think we should add here that I am a massive Harry Potter fan. I think they probably already know. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll see how that panned out. I think it was quite a lot of excitement in the studio. Yeah, super exciting. And then we do this project, ASOS Supports here, which is all about kind of supporting and nurturing the next generation of talent. Georgia Murray went off and spoke to one of them, Elizabeth, about her really inspiring project. So we'll be hearing all about that. I think it's going to be a magical episode. I'm going to see how many references to magic that I can put into this episode. Okay. All right, Annie, get in the fashion cupboard. I'm going to find my coat. Hi, Joe. Hi, Naomi. Hi, Annie. Hi, Annie. How are we today? Very well. Quite well, thanks. It's quite cold in this fashion cupboard today. It's mm. like the tundra. Yeah, so it's quite Someone's apt. Someone's left a window open. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite apt because we're going to be talking about what to wear in this cold weather and all things coats. Yes. And Naomi's also made a little beauty corner, so we're going to be talking about... Well, Naz, what are we going to be talking Winter about? Winter skincare, do's and don'ts. Mm. Right. Specifically... Yeah, skincare that you want to do when you're inside watching a lot of TV. Okay, that sounds really good. So coats to wear outside and skincare that you can do inside. Okay, so Joe, there are a lot of coats going on in There's here. There's a lot of trends this all shapes, season. All different textures. So let's start off with one. What's the one that you want to start with? Let's start with my favourite, okay. which is the padded 
jacket all over the catwalk for autumn winter 16 also in my wardrobe <laughs> because let's just also point out that joe how many coats have you already bought this winter i've already bought three Okay, We're only in November. I haven't bought one yet, so I feel like I'm going to learn a lot. And then after this, I'm hoping to know what kind of coat I want to buy. Yeah, narrow it down. Yeah, Naomi, have you bought a coat yet? Your winter coat? No, I'm enjoying wearing a man's fleece around the place. <laughs> okay, so the padded jacket yeah. coat. Let's just describe what we're really liking about this style this winter. So all over autumn winter 16 catwalk in all different shapes and sizes. And I'm also thinking different colours. Yes, different colours. Literally every colour under the sun, like metallics, brights, um, pastels, and lots of textures as well. You've got your velvets. So that's what's interesting about the padded jacket, is that it's in different colours and different textures. But my question is, what do you buy like true to size if you're buying a padded jacket? Ooh, because it's going, to, it's going to look quite oversized Big, anyway. Yeah. But you want to be able to put a jumper underneath. Yeah, so what I found with most of the ones we have here at ASOS is they are coming true to size. So if you're a size 10, buy a size 10. And it will be, it will look slightly oversized, but it will have room to put a jumper on underneath. Okay. But also lots of different lengths as well. They're coming cropped, they're coming waist length, they're coming literally ankle length, like full on duvet. I feel like this trend can go quite a long way. In terms <laughs> of other styles and shapes, what other other things that people are looking at okay other styles there was a lot of military still i feel that's a very smart look for yeah a coat, nice right smart. some shiny buttons maybe yeah oversized very classic you know in your car keys and your navies and your greys you know if you want if you're a classic person type of person a military coat will see you through and what is the update for this season so we're looking at a couple of shows here Valentino Marnie they're all quite long they're sort of maxi military coats yes yeah definitely a maxi again ankle length or we've done a lot of ace at ASOS we've done almost like double layered ones where it looks like you're wearing two coats at the same time but it's obviously already inbuilt so apart from military is a bit more classic we've yep. got some very colorful padded jackets then what else are we liking i think again shearling was a massive thing so um, uh, that's quite an interesting texture so with your like your leather outer and then you've got your shearling lining and faux shear again these shearlings timeless you can buy one this year be wearing it in so this is quite a years. good investment yeah 100 yeah if you want to go full-on leather because a lot of them are yeah leather or suede and they are a bit more expensive but they're going to last you forever and what kind of shapes are there there's a couple that I can see here that um, some are cropped, but you've also mm -hmm. got quite sort of big, bigger maxi lengths yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. Either cropped, um, you know, to the waist, but oversized. I think when you're going with shearling, oversized is a good start to go. So maybe buy a size or two up. Okay. And a nice big furry lapel. Yeah. Maybe a little buckle. Oh, I love a buckle. Quite oh, aviator. Yeah. I can see this one, this ASOS Borg bomber jacket. Yeah, this is really cute. Yeah, so no leather on this one. Little collar, but then little nipped in waist and cuffs. Like It's like a, your classic bomber jacket, but with an added collar. Okay. Oh, I think I'm going to buy that one. Mm. I actually... I see you in that. I mm. actually have that one. What else? What's another trend we're looking okay, at? Okay, more... I spoke, I touched on velvet earlier with the padded jackets being in velvet, but there was literally velvet, you know, any jacket you like, get it in velvet. You know, um, cropped jackets, padded jackets, quilted jackets, bombers, any style jacket you like, if you get it in velvet, it's an update. So with velvet as a texture, I would naturally think of that as something that you would wear in the evening or for yeah. going out, so like a velvet dress. But if you got a velvet jacket how would you style that for the day so i'd definitely dress it down and pair it with you know a pair of jeans and say a sporty hoodie lots of logos that type of thing to get that real a bit high boyish. yeah definitely a bit boyish if you've got your girly coat okay so boyish don't really go for adding extra sort of glam it's more about a ripped jean and yeah. something with a logo plus a velvet yes so then pairing it down okay I feel like I've got a bit of a list at the moment mm. going on. Um, but Naomi, should we talk a little bit about beauty? Yes, let's. So it's cold. We've talked about getting our key coat for the winter. Yeah. But I feel like when it gets colder, skincare 
Yeah, you have to change up your skincare routine. Well, if yeah, you could, if you're a kind of highly organised person who has a proper skincare routine, you might be thinking, yes, the drop in temperature is playing havoc with my epidermis. <laughs> I need some new products. <laughs> or if you're not really like that minded, but you're still thinking, oh, I want to pay some attention to my skin. You could do a kind of at-home facial type thing um, and trial some of the kind of buzzy skincare product of the moment, which is a sheet mask, um, which we also happen to have loads of them dropping on ASOS.com. Okay, so we you mentioned sheet masks. I love sheet masks. Well, they're very hydrating, although different masks can do different things for different types of skin. But yeah, because it's it's like a little gauze mask that sticks to your skin the theory is that more of the stuff gets absorbed because the gauze prevents it from evaporating into the air and so it all goes right in okay so these are better than then you would say they're a little bit better in terms of hydrating than just a normal face mask because the sort of sheet keeps in the moisture well that's the theory yes and they're also kind of um They've had quite a lot of innovation and development, so the actual goo, the stuff that's on it, is quite effective as well. And have we got a couple of brands that... We've got some lovely ones here from all natural brands, Yes To, so you could go for a Yes To Coconuts mask or a Yes To Cucumber one. There's also a kind of buzzy brand that's not been around very long called Star Skin, that does um, all different kinds of masks. It does the old-fashioned ones in a pot and it does sheet masks. They've all got really good reviews and buzz on the blogosphere. And then there's a very cool uh, brand that I think you'll be interested in, Annie. Really? Um, but it's called OK, mm-hmm. spelled O-H and K with an exclamation point. Yeah. Um, that we're doing quite a few items on ASOS. And that is Korean skincare. Because Korean, Korean skincare. skincare. Yeah. They, they start all the trends, basically. So if we're going to go back a little bit, explaining about a sheet mask, would you apply it in the evening? So would you, like, cleanse your face first, put on a Unless movie? you get up at five in the morning <laughs> to do your, your... Yeah, it's a kind of relaxy time thing, a Just mask. It Leave it on for a while. And, and you can build it into a whole little, little home facial routine. And other than sheet masks, what else should we be doing in this cold weather for our skin or other beauty tips? Oh, yeah, I just wanted to mention a particular sheet mask that I forgot about, the OK one. They've got a snail one, and that's got the ultimate magic skincare powers. Snails. Well, magic is a bit of a theme this episode. Is it? Yeah, something is coming up later in the episode. But what what is this, the snail? So snail slime for a better word or mucin or enzymes contains like amazing healing properties because if a snail's crawling along and it scratches itself on a sharp rock then this slime helps it to heal as well as protect it's true this is scientific fact Ali don't laugh <laughs> I'm, I think talk. if somebody could see my face right now I'm, I'm looking Bewildered, I think, would be the expression. So maybe vegans and vegetarians wouldn't want to use this, but if you're not worried about that, then you can fade scars, improve your skin, revitalise, and and it and it'll just pump it with snaily goodness. Okay, so we're we're loving sheet masks. Yes, but what else can we do? Um, what's nice if you're suffering with the dry flakes is um, oils. Um, okay. Or like a nice night So we're talking about fa- face oils. I've been slathering my face in coconut oil before I go to bed. Coconut oil dry. is... Coconut oil is very... for your skin. It's a funny one, isn't it? It's kind of solid, then it turns into a liquid mm. and then back again. Also, I feel like you can use an oil. An oil is actually also quite good for taking off your makeup. Yeah, yes, because that Because obviously makeup is oil-based. It so melts So if it. you then use an oil to take off your makeup and then use a water-based Cover your cleanser. face in oil, rub it all in, rub all the makeup off, then get like a hot, wet flannel, take all that off. Okay, so we're loving sheet masks... Different types of oils. Joe, I feel like there's a lot of different coat trends that are happening. That was nice, a nice fashion moment and a beauty moment. We should yes. we should double up more in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. And stay warm. Thanks, girls. Thanks, Thanks Annie. for having us, Annie. 
That was cool. Some great coat advice there. I am going to stand by my coat, though. What? What's your coat like? What's so good about my coat? Well, let me tell you. It, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's this Carhartt coat. It's ri- It's just so warm. I don't even know how it's so warm. But it's got a bit of, like, faux fur it's, around the hood. Yeah, and it's got a faux fur, like, fluffy lining. It's got a real... Do you know what? I think the thing that is so great about it is the hood. It's got this really intense hood. I look like a... What are those? A Dementor in Harry Potter. <gasps> Yes, love Harry yeah, Potter reference. I'm hooded and scary and it just keeps me so warm. Well, I'm glad you're pleased with your coat. I will be trying out a sheet mask, though. Yeah, maybe you should do a sheet mask before the ASOS Christmas party. Yeah, maybe I will. But I don't think you should do it at your desk. Why? Because it, they look a little bit strange. Oh. But it should be good. Door, someone at the door. Okay, are you going to get it? No. Hello? Hello. <laughs> a weird welcome into the... Hi, Georgia. How are you doing? We obviously can't move off our seats today, sorry. Yeah, come on, guys. So, Georgia, you're here to talk about something quite cool today, aren't you? Yes, indeed. So, ASOS Supports. So, ASOS Supports is this really cool thing that we're doing where we've basically found all these new talent and we're helping them work on a passion project. Exactly right. It's kind of ASOS supporting and nurturing the next generation of creative talent. Okay, so there's people from all across the world. It's not just the UK, Mm -hmm. isn't it? So, who are some of the people that are involved? Well, ASOS fave and all-round babe rapper Loyal Kana... Um, he has ADHD and he found that when he was younger one of the things that helped him cope with that was cooking sort of the busyness of the kitchen and having to concentrate on uh, ingredients and things like that really focused him so he's actually um, set up a cooking school for other young people with ADHD which is just amazing rapping and cooking is a really good combination yeah two of your favorite things sure? two of my favorite things do you rap and cook at the same time yeah always okay i have to see that um and who else is involved uh spoken word poet holly mcnish oh she was on um women's hour recently wasn't she she was indeed doing a series on motherhood yeah. which was so cool really good um so what's her project then what's she working on so she will be working with the dutch metropole orchestra to score music to her latest work um and she'll basically be performing that at london's cadogan hall that those are the things we need to be going to more. Yeah, that's really cool. So she's going to be doing some of her poetry, and then there's a whole orchestra. Exactly, yeah. doing music. Yeah, we need to get cultured, get cultured and, and go down. Yeah. And so those are a couple of people that are involved, yeah. but you actually spoke to some other people who've got other projects. Um, who was that? I did indeed. I spoke to photographer Elizabeth Della Piedra and her muse Rashida Renee. So Rashida is a bit of a Tumblr sensation thanks to her archiving skills. Archiving? Yeah, so she basically collects images from everywhere in life really she goes to libraries and universities and gets really cool um sort of obscure fashion magazines and collects all these images scans them uploads them to her tumblr and she just has this huge following it's it's like an amazing kind of yeah, archive oh, okay. of work. And is that how Elizabeth found her? Exactly right. She was a fan of her um, for quite a while before approaching her for this project. Um, so, yeah, the project is basically um, Elizabeth shooting Rashida for four days and um, kind of photographing her with her friends, family, in her home, um, around her sort of local hangouts. Um, the pictures are absolutely beautiful as well. So you said Elizabeth was a fan of Rashida, but Mm. why particularly did she want to take photos of her? Well, Elizabeth spoke about her need to tell these authentic stories through her photography. Um, Rashida is a trans woman of colour living in America, so it feels like now more than ever these stories really need to be seen. Yeah, this week especially, it's such poignant timing. Yeah, so did you get both of them on the phone then? I did. Um, Elizabeth is in Chicago and Rashida is in California, so I got them both in a call um, to chat a bit more about the project. Great, let's have a listen. Uh, my name is Elizabeth de la Piedra. I'm a photographer and creative director based out of Chicago. Hi, I'm Rashida Renee. I'm, I do a little bit of everything. I act, um, I get my picture taken, um, and I consider myself like, a, I guess, a fashion archivist. Yeah. Okay, amazing. Um, so, Elizabeth, uh, you were following Rashida online before you met in person. Um, how did you come across her and what drew you to her? Um, so, so, I discovered a couple of Rashida blogs a few years ago. I was sourcing imagery uh, uh, for my creative process, but also for my aesthetic and my identity. I really feel like 
you know, imagery, especially historic imagery, uh, women of color, um, is just something that really nourishes me and mm-hmm. my identity as just as the person that I am. So that's how I discovered Rashida and um I was just blown away by her content and the stuff that she was sourcing, like she is the original source for all of these mm-hmm. um posts and imagery. So um that initially was the my introduction to her and then throughout the years of um following her, you know, I started to see more of her personality come out and really realize her impact on the internet and also in turn years later when I was um you know, trying to conceptualize something for this project, I really realized how she impacted me also in as a source of inspiration. And basically, the Muse concept really stemmed from that um, and how important I think she is for for culture um, online and outside of that. And, well, Rashida, your tongue is so visually fantastic and you've got such a huge following. Um, why, do mm-hmm. you, why do you use Tumblr as your platform of choice? Well, when I first started doing the online thing, I was in a lot of different fashion communities. And um, the thing that was lacking within those communities was there was just, there were, I, I've i been following fashion pretty much all of my life. You know, my mom was a big fashion person. She was always watching Style with Elsa Clinch or fashion television. Or, you know, and I would look at fashion articles like in Ebony Magazine and, you know, um, just vibe, just everything. And, Um, I just, there was just no black women anywhere, and I knew they were there, and I knew all of these women's names, and, you know, you would see pictures of, like, random black girls just, like, captioned with Naomi Campbell's name, and they're obviously Naomi Campbell, everyone knows who Naomi is, so they just assume that's who the black models were, so um, I saw Tumblr, and I was just like, you know, I'm trying to explore more about myself, my identity, and women who look like me. And I know who all these girls are, and they're amazing. And people should know their names. People should know what they've done. People should know their work. And there's just so much out there that people just don't even bother to look at. We have the Internet. There's just so many different sources that I would pull from. Um, I had, like, um, I was, my, one of my good friends was going to, like, um, a fashion academy in California. I forget the name of the school was. And they had, like, a library, and they just had all this all these content available to them, all these resources available to them, and I would just scan everything and upload everything and put everybody's name, the season. Um, I, 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 that's, that's just what I – it just drove me. It was just – it was a lack. It was just – there was no – it was just – I was trying to fill a space that wasn't there and just give tribute to people who, like, inspired me and changed my life and to make sure everybody knew who they were. So, Elizabeth, what's important to you in photography, and why did you want to photograph a week in the life of Rashida, having um, been inspired by her and seeing her online? So, basically, you know, how... I mean, I think Rashida put it really well when she was talking about how, you know, she was sourcing and putting these images of people that she thinks are valuable um, to culture and history into the world because there's a void there where, um, you know, people need representation of how humans kind of evolve by looking back at history and seeing images of ourselves, et cetera. So that's exactly how I feel about Rashida. I feel like she's important for having a voice and creating representation and what she does. And I wanted to make images as strong as that, sh- as strong as the, the ones that she puts online, um, because I find her just as inspiring as she finds the women in the photos that she sources. I just, I just want to put authentic narratives out into the world. That representation is really, really important, and I think that was definitely something that was at the forefront of this project. And can you describe some of those photographs for me? They're taken in Rashida's home and around uh, California and. Uh, San Francisco area, the Bay Area, um, just a really intimate kind of day-to-day. We spent four, day to get, four days together during the day and in the evenings, um, hanging out, just doing normal things that, you know, girls do. And um, so we have images of Rashida with her mother, images of her with her, her beautiful twin nephews, you know. Um, we have, uh, to me... Uh, you know, and this is from my perspective. I I love Rashida's look. I think she's so beautiful, and I love the essence of her and like her hair and her nails and everything that like I love as well. And so I just really feel that 
we captured the authenticity of, you know, her life. And Rashida, you said earlier that um, you kind of were taken aback that someone would want to photograph you and sort of approach you. How did your relationship as muse and photographer develop over those four days? Well, the one thing I was really concerned with was um, why I was so hesitant, because usually when people um, photograph, like, um, trans women, particularly trans women of color, they're trying to push, like, a certain kind of narrative that isn't really what I'm going for. I'm not, like, something to be gawked at. I'm not something, like, I don't want to be a subject matter to someone else's art because I'm very much about my own thing. And when I talked to Lizzie, it was much more of, like, a collaboration than her just, like, you know, shooting me and, like, publishing the pictures like it was National Geographic or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it was more, it, it was, instead of it becoming, a, it wasn't voyeuristic as, as I thought it would be, because a lot of times I've been approached for this kind of thing before, and it's never, it's just never, it was never, it wasn't voyeuristic, it wasn't gross. It came off more just like a bunch of girlfriends hanging out, taking pictures of each other, playing clothes, you know, playing hair and playing with makeup. It was just very natural. It was just, you know, it was just fun. It was just us just messing around for a couple of days and getting to know each other. The night of the show, people had a lot of emotional reactions to, you know, coming up to me and telling me how important it was or how much they connected with so many of the things in the show. So um, I definitely think that, uh, you know, we we succeeded in in what we were trying to do. And as a photographer, it definitely validated me as far as... Um, my point of view and how I work. You talk about the launch party and the reaction you got. Um, was it, how was it? Was it just a huge kind of loving celebration of the both of you? Um, do you have any highlights from the night? Uh, for, from my point of view, I think, yes, it was like one big positive beautiful Beyonce party like that's how it really <laughs> felt to me that everyone was just like happy and so happy to see good work that actually stood for something you know people came up to me a lot being like you know it's rare that I go to an art show and actually feel something or like there's a, this strong of a message that everyone can just get as soon as they walk in the room see the space see the photos and take away from take away from that with them mm -hmm. so that was my experience what about you Rashida? Um, for me, it was just more so surreal because I have a lot of um, people I've been interacting with online for maybe, like, years that, like, showed up. Um, Rashida, your <laughs> photograph in the um, series with your nephews, um, mm -hmm. and I've heard that that was the largest photo in the exhibition space. Um, so how did that image come about, and um, why is it so special to the both of you? Um, well, it was, like... <laughs> It was a really, that was a really stressful day, and um, before I had, I, I explained to my family, because I live with my family, and I explained to everybody what was going on, what we were doing, and everybody was on board, but um, my brother just had, like, such an extreme reaction, because I guess he just didn't, he didn't really understand the gravity of the situation, the gravity of me transitioning, until I guess that moment, it all hit him at once, so mm -hmm. he was just very, he was being really weird about us shooting with the kids at first, and then... Um, um, it just, it shifted because, um, his wife was just like, you know, kind of put her foot down and just said, you know, we're all family and this is just what we're going to do. You're going to support your sister. And, you know, so it was really special for me to have like my kids in the picture, my nephews. It, it was really emotional for me. I didn't cry anything because I don't want to ruin my makeup application, but it was, it was really <laughs> cool like seeing that. What is something that you hope people will take away from seeing the photograph series? For me, I just think it's important that this keeps, um, you know, conversations going. Um, representation, like I said, is just so important. So as a photographer, you know, my, my I feel like my duty is to use my skill set to tell these authentic narratives that are important. Um, and that means something, um, you know, a lot of the times we can't, we don't get to celebrate a lot of different narratives in uh, mainstream media. So this is a contribution to celebrate um, my beautiful friend who is inspiring to me and to a lot of people. And for me, it was just more so important to capture, like, me and my friends and my family together, like, in photos. Because, like, the death rates, like, among black trans women in this country, or just in the world, are, are just, like, 
our mortality rate is really high, and we just kind of live with like just like a heightened sense of urgency that you know, you really don't know when like when your homegirls might get like taken out, and that will be the last time you see them. So mm-hmm. us like all coming together and like collaborating and Liz taking photos of all of us, and all of us having all those great conversations and just living in the moment and documenting everything was just really important to me because if I know something happens to me or any of my girls, we'll always have that. And the, the photos weren't exploitive. They weren't gross. They just had a lot of joy to them. It was just beautiful. It's just beautiful. And it, it was just it was just a really beautiful, beautiful experience. And I'm just happy that people get to see me in a light that I had some kind of control over. Wow. I mean, that was such an inspiring conversation. I think, as Elizabeth said as well, it feels so timely and topical to do that now. Exactly. Yeah, and and it's really nice that they were sort of friends online or Elizabeth was following Rashida online and now they've managed to do something, yeah. like have a relationship in real life and do this project together. Yeah, so lovely. Where can we find out more about it? So you can follow Elizabeth at Elizabeth Smart on Instagram. And if you want to find out a bit more about the other ASOS Sports projects, where can you go to? So it's a bit of a long link, but you can go to asos.com forward slash discover forward slash asos hyphen supports hyphen talent phew so there you can find videos and more information about each of the projects cool thanks georgia thanks georgia murray again thanks for another great episode no worries and great berry by the way thank you great berry bye 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 okay so annie it's the bit you've been waiting for annie why are you doing that Over to me then. Hi, so I'm with Anthony Boyle, who plays Scorpius Malfoy in the new Harry Potter play, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Anthony, how are you? I'm very well, yeah. You're just taking a good glug of water, so I thought I'd just keep talking until you're... <laughs> yeah, we started at a really awkward point, didn't we? <laughs> how are you? How was that mini tour of Asos? We've just walked up. Good, yeah, it's a lovely building, very big. Everyone seems very fashionable. They are quite fashionable. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because we've got two of the stylists joining us later, mm-hmm. but more of that in a minute. Uh, so tell me about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, because I remember when tickets went on sale, everyone in our office went mad, and there were people just walking out of meetings being like, sorry, I've just got to try and get this ticket. <laughs> but how's, yeah. how's it going? Well, I know that the plot is kind of shrouded in secrecy, but what it's, have the performances It's gone really been well. Like? I mean, it's the, the audience are just unbelievable. Really? They're really, it's just, it's like a rock concert. No way. Because the, the fans love it so much and people are coming dressed up uh, in different characters <laughs> and stuff and it's there's a lot of cloaks, a lot of wands and um, it's amazing. People people have been re- reacting to it just so, like nothing I've ever ever experienced really. Have you been getting, have people been giving you gifts or waiting at the yeah, stage or I, I things got, like that? Actually, a couple of nights ago I got some Japanese shredded beef. Wow. Which I think is the most interesting. <laughs> I also got some German Black Forest cake. People sort of bring food from their uh, city. Uh, and what was your relationship with Harry Potter like before all of this, before you found out about the audition? Like, had you read the books and seen the films? Yeah, actually. Um, my dad used to read the books to me and my brother when we were really young. Aww. He would sit in our lantern and he'd uh, read the stories. That book, actually, there, The Prisoner of Azkaban, there? there's a chapter in that it called... That was quite called... good. You got it from the back cover. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm a, a massive <laughs> fan. There was... Um, there's a chapter called Cat, Rat, Dog, I think. Mm-hmm. You're a massive fan, am I right? Like, I don't know that. Okay, <laughs> well, Cat, Rat, Dog, and it's about... Um, it's it's the chapter in which people start transforming into different animals and stuff. And I remember right. as, like, a kid, when my dad, my dad read it to me, my imagination, my mind would just, just was blown that you, you follow these characters through Is the book. Is that Harry Potter's dad's friends? Who? Cat rat. They all used to transform. Didn't yes, they? yes, yes, yes. That's it's about. There you go. That's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So yeah, I, I, that that for me was, I think, really just such an awakening, sort of, and it really sparked a a, a love of of language yeah. in me to you know that that could yeah that could have that. So Anthony, you've just been nominated for an Evening Standard Theatre Award. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting. Yes, it's, it's really so. It's, it's the Emerging Talent Award, right? Yeah, which has been won by. Huge names like Tom Hardy. How did you? Where were you when you found out? Um, but my agent rang me and uh, said, "You've been nominated for it," and sent me a little email about it. 
it's lovely. It's just, you know, it's, it's amazing to be nominated. So the play, obviously, the plot is a big secret. Why do you think that is? Why is it so kind of... And I think people have been doing a terrific job as well. Like I kind yeah. of expected to hear more, mm-hmm. haven't had any rumours or any kind of secrets. Yeah. Is that just because you think it's such a loyal fan base, everyone? Well, I, I think that the fans are just like no other fans in, in any sort of franchise. They're so committed um, and respectful of the work. And I think it's it's more enjoyable if you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, if and and when once they see it or read it, they you know, they, they they've got such a an amazing community that they do look after each other and they do help one another and it's a better experience if you go to see the play without knowing what happens. Yeah. So this is the play sets is it seventeen years after nineteen, 19 yeah. years after the seventh book. Yeah. So it's this kind of next generation, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to desperately like pick things up. And it's set in two halves, right? So you <laughs> see the first act and then you kind of go away and come back for the second. Yes, yes. So it's in two parts. It's amazing that they build up such like um, uh, a relationship with the people you're sitting next to as well. And, oh, really? And, yeah. I, I had a friend that I went and seen it and he was sat next to uh, like an old guy who was like 60 or 70 and a young girl who was like uh, nine or 10. And once he came back, he seen it on, on Thursday night and then part two on the Friday. When he came back, he greeted them like old friends. Oh. And, and, you know, he... I was, bet they got no sleep as well. Uh, yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah completely. She'd be up all night thinking about it. But they, they um, all sort of enjoyed it. All ages can really sort of access it. I bet there's going to be some high person the cast child couples or like people that met lifelong yeah, friends there. I was, I was thinking that the first time there's going to be someone like married yeah, who's like yeah. met there, it's going to be a, a joyous occasion. Yeah. And what? And tell me about the fans because even my friends that are fans, you know, people have take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Now you're about to meet some of our coworkers who are super super fans. But what have your experiences been like? Your interactions with people? Um, yeah, pe- people just love it so much. People are just so so committed to the story and like. I, all of the stories really focus on an outsider. Do you know what I mean? He's, right. he's an outsider, and it, it. I feel like a lot of people who are lonely can find solace and comfort in the books mm-hmm. and movies, um, and it can really help people. Does that keep you going after you? Because it must be quite exhausting as well. It's, it's, it's very not. tiring. <laughs> it's very very tiring. Um, what do you do on your days off? I lie down, sleep a lot <laughs> for a long time. Uh, I sleep. Um, I try and watch TV shows, relax. Cool. Well, we're going to get you to play our quiz in a minute. But just in terms of... The, you can still get tickets, right? It's, if yes, the yes, lucky... there's still tickets. Every Friday at 1 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Every Friday at 1 o'clock, uh, they release 40 tickets on a Friday. Right. Um, and they are for the following week, and they're some of the best seats in the house. They are really, 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 really good seats. Um, and yeah, so you can still get tickets, but you just have to be quick. Okay, perfect. So you need to go to the theatre. No, you don't. It's online. That's online. So okay. you just you go online and just you just refresh, 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 okay. and there's a massive queue. Yeah. So get all those tabs out for Friday. Yeah, yeah, all of the tabs. Brilliant. All right. Well, best of luck with the rest of the show, and we're going to go and play a game now. So it's called Quizich. <laughs> you've got a few okay. rounds. It's a Harry Potter related. Quiz, mm-hmm. okay? Are you feeling confident? Uh, I'll, I'll let me drink some water. <laughs> well, you're going to be joined by uh, these four walls host Annie Chin. Annie, get over here. Okay. Um, and you're going to be playing him. Nat and Joe for my fashion team. Nat and Joe, <laughs> what's your team name, please? We are Team Dobby. Okay. Annie, Anthony. We're going for some tactics, okay? So yeah. our team name is Bop because we feel like if it's short, we can get in there quicker. Okay. So. Are you ready for round one? Okay, so this first round is the spelling bee. I'm going to talk about some spells. <laughs> and you're going to have to tell me the name of the spell, okay? Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay, ready? Yes. Yes. So, this spell is a handy, even life-saving spell for removing an object from an enemy's grasp. I forgot to shout Team Dobby. I just shouted. I am terrified of you two. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid that's going to bop, but maybe they I... won't get it and then it will pass over. Right, let's shout. Anthony, what's your... Expelliarmus. Yes. Yes. One point to us. Question two. Ready? Yes. Stop conferring. Um, this spell 
paralyzes the victim. Dobby. Bop. Oh. That was Dobby. Petrificus totalis. Correct. <laughs> that, was, that, was good. that was really serious. <laughs> okay, the final okay. question for this round. This is a spell which opens locks. Dobby, Dobby, Dobby. Aloha Mora. <laughs> Whoa, you weren't asked. Oh, sorry. So that's going to Dobby. No! I mean, Bop, Bop. Yeah, it was Dobby. That's going to Bop. That is, we but they did say the answer. Aloha Mora. Sabotaged our own team there. So that is, I'm sorry, that's going to Annie and Anthony. Well done, you've won round one. This next round's a bit different. It's called Trick or Tweet. And what I've got here, a few tweets. Some are by JK Rowling, some are not. So I'm going to read the tweet, and then you have to say your team name, guess whether it's JK Mm -hmm. or not. Okay. Okay, Okay, we've got it. Ready? Yes. So, this one. Are you the sort of person who gloats when they see a woman fall or the kind that celebrates a magnificent recovery? Hashtag Team Madonna. Bop. Bop? I'm going to say... I'm going to say it is... (laughs) I think tweet. Oh, we said tweet? We're saying tweet. You can say it is as well. Oh, oh and, it, and yes, it you're is. correct. You got yes. the point. Okay, good. Well done. Was that was JK Rowling. That was really nice of her, wasn't it? All right, next one. I never feel so accomplished as when I open a tough jar. Oh, Dobby. Dobby. Yeah, Dobby, what's your answer? Trick. You're correct. Oh. For a bonus point, do you want to take oh. a guess at who tweeted Dobby. that? Dobby. Yes. So Kanye West. You're being so well behaved now. Well done. <laughs> um, it wasn't. It was Emma Watson. But well done. Oh, You've still got one point. I know. That's a kind of funny <laughs> That was a good guess, though. Thanks. It's kind of Kanye, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, so now the tiebreak question for round two. Uncle Vernon absolutely loves Top Gear. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. Yeah, well, I'm going to really say Dobby, and I'm going to say Tweet. If they get this wrong... Correct. <gasps> oh, they got it right. We should just... So, Dobby, one round two. Bop, you won round one. The next round is called Sorting Hat. I've got here... I've got here the hat that Annie keeps on her desk. Yeah. In it are some Harry Potter-themed words. One of you picks a word. From the team. Yeah, one of you from each team. And it's like, articulate. So you're going to have to describe what the word is to your teammate. Ooh. Okay, that was a really good game. Dobby, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can choose. Would you like to pick first or would you like the other team to pick first? Uh, okay, cool, yeah. You can pick first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're actually really confused. Annie or Anthony, who's choosing? Who's describing? Uh, okay, okay, she's got it. This is something you put on your head and it chooses what house you're in. But uh, Bob's already sorting hat. Yes, Dobby. I feel like we got that. Oh, I feel really scared. I'm going to pick first. If I pick... This is where we can... It's very tense now. Mm. You'll get this, babe. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) You ready? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ron's twin brothers. Fred and George. George. Smashed it. Next. (laughs) I think that was Nat by an inch, yeah. (laughs) Conveniently, we've got a tiebreaker round. So now... Yes. You're each going to be given a Bertie Bot every flavour bean. Oh I've um, okay. after lunch I took out all the nice flavours. So there's Shannon, that wasn't very bean. nice actually. Well the blueberry was delicious. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna give you the bean and you have to tell me what flavour it is. Okay. So one How each. How do we win? One each and then whoever one gets go. the most whoever gets theirs right. Okay, ready? Who would like to go first? I'm gonna pass a bean to Natalie. Natalie, are you ready? Yes. Okay. She's pulling a face. She doesn't like it. <laughs> is it grass? You're right. <gasps> nice one. <laughs> How do you know what grass is? <laughs> that is actually... That's got nothing to do with being a Harry Potter fan. That's just like having a really good taste buds. Well done. Okay. Well done. Let's pass over to team Bob. We've got a... There you go. One second while I just work out what that is. Okay. <laughs> that looks, that looks oh, really, no, it's not, really It's not horrible. a great one. Shannon. What sort of flavours are you getting, Anthony? Mm. Yeah, I think like we have to... You can't say, though. No, I think we have to describe. Is oh, it... Jesus. <laughs> is it like a... Like a... Marshmallow... Yes! <gasps> yes! yes! There was definite head nodding from the <laughs> Taskmaster. That's quite a nice is one. Is it a boggy yeah. I think in the light of good sportsmanship, <laughs> shall we call this a tie? <laughs> I think this needs to end. Yeah. Yeah, good game, good game. 
Wow. Well, that was fantastic. <laughs> that was very excitable. Annie, you were quite well behaved, actually. I know. I tried to play it really cool, but I was inside really excited. Anything Harry Potter related just gets this huge amount of excitement. Um, I don't think any other fans are quite as wild as Harry Potter fans. And we've got a couple of super fans, obviously, in the office. Yeah, in the building. Okay, so from magic to moon, as you pointed out at the start of this episode, it's time to talk about the super moon. Okay, so this is happening Monday the 14th. Is that right? Mm-hmm. A super moon is a occurring. Super moon. What is a super moon? What do you think it is? Okay, a super moon is when the sun go mm, I'm not sure what a super moon is. Should we put it to some of our colleagues? What do you think a super moon is? I have absolutely no doubt. No doubt. I've got absolutely no idea. I think no the idea. sun turns a really amazing colour. Okay. So that it looks super. Let's see what other people inside ASUS HQ thought. Is it like the blood moon or is it like where it's so close to the planet that <laughs> it's really, really big in the, in the night sky? Is it when a sun goes behind the moon and it gives it this big sort of fiery ring around it and it looks all nice? Um, is the supermoon something to do with retrograde and Mercury and stuff? I don't understand. Something about millennial and future and being... vibing. Vibing the supermoon. Is it too global warming? I think the supermoon is a really, really big full moon where it looks bigger than normal. Maybe maybe we're a bit closer to it or the Earth has turned and it's to do with astrology and stuff like that. The supermoon is like a really, really bright moon that's kind of orange and we only get them like every, I don't know, 10 years or something and everyone's like, did you see the supermoon? Um, I think the supermoon is the latest Marvel superhero character and it's a woman and I'm really excited about it. So I think the supermoon is when it gets really massive and you look out your window and you sort of feel like maybe that's a UFO and you get really excited and you get your phone out and you're like, fuck, I've seen a UFO. And then actually coming to work the next day and everyone's like, it's the moon, idiot. Is it some undiscovered moon that we haven't heard about? I mean, suspense is too much. That's what they think. What is a supermoon? OK, we need to find out. OK, we sent Georgia Murray to speak to someone at the Royal Astronomical Society to find out what supermoon is. Um, Dr. Sheila Kamani from the Royal Astronomical Society. Amazing. Um, so, what is a supermoon? It sounds really exciting and really big, um, <laughs> but essentially, what is it? It sounds really exciting, but it's um, <laughs> nothing more than geometry, unfortunately. Um, so, a full moon occurs every month when the sun, the earth, and the moon line up with the moon on the side of the earth opposite to the sun. And the term supermoon is used to describe a full moon at its perigee. Uh, Perigee is the point in the moon's orbit when it's the closest to the Earth. So it's those two things. So it's a full moon and a moon that's closest to the Earth at the same time. Um, which doesn't happen that often, but actually this year's happened, this will be the second of three. So it happened in October, November, and it'll happen in December as well. Amazing. Um, and and yeah. you said it doesn't happen very often. When was the last time that it was going to be this close? Um, well, this is the closest it will be for another, um, what, 50 years or something like that. And I think oh, wow. the last time it was this close was 1948, so it was a long time ago. That's amazing. And what will it look like? Um, it will apparently be about um, 14% bigger than the wow. usual full moon and 30% brighter in the sky. So um, it will be quite exciting. Sorry, the next one that is similar to this will not be until 2034. So not 50 oh, wow. years away, but still quite a long time. Yeah, okay. And um, will we be able to view it from sort of like a certain point? Should we get ourselves to Greenwich Observatory or is it quite viewable everywhere? Yeah, it should be. I mean, it's sort of always weather dependent. Um, full moons are obviously visible anywhere, really, whether you're in a city or a rural area. And because this is supposed to be bigger and brighter, you should be able to see it anywhere or, unless it's uh, cloudy or rainy, which is often the case in London. 
Okay, amazing. And um, what kind of rumours are there? I mean, you're probably not a believer <laughs> in things like horoscopes no, or anything uh, like that. But with, with the moon, sort of people say it has an effect on things like periods and women and werewolves yeah. and the waves. Is any of that going to be affected by the supermoon? Well, it, it, it's interesting because obviously words like lunatic come from the word lunar, sort of moon. So it, there are there is evidence that full moons and the cycle of the moon does have an effect on humans, and it definitely has an effect on animals. But the supermoon probably won't bring about the end of the world or anything like that. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for speaking to me, and we are really excited to look out for it. So that is what a supermoon is. Very cool. Thanks, Georgia, for schooling us again on something else, a supermoon. Yeah. Um, and thanks to Sheila from the Royal Astronomical Society, who Georgia spoke to. Who else have we got to thank? Let's thank Joe and Naomi for teaching us about coats and sheet masks. Thank you so much to Anthony Boyle for coming and playing our Harry Potter game. Thanks, Anthony Boyle. Thanks, Anthony Boyle. Thank you, Warren, as always, for being our producer. To Georgia Murray for being super smart. And thank you to Elizabeth and Rashida for talking to Georgia. If you like us, please, please rate us. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks. And if you can't wait two weeks, check out our other ASOS podcast called My Big Idea, where you can find out about inspirational stories of people starting their own businesses. Yeah, and one more thing to do. Please subscribe on Acast, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and tune in next episode for more from These Four Walls. seriously it's getting quite weird now but it's just so good stop i love that music stop can this be our new music no tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts good news ad free listening is available on amazon music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.